Leslie Ferry, ex-corporate girl turned CEO of Brise, a mobile app designed to empower individuals and ignite their career success. My personal experiences, a lifelong career in technology, and a deep desire to build something that helps others experience more joy and less stress and anxiety at work led me to create Brise. On our Bright and Wise podcast, we integrate practical skills development guidance with stories of exceptional people who share how they got to where they are today and where they want to go next. My vision is a world where everyone is happy with who they are, skilled at overcoming adversity, and achieving their goals for success. Keep listening to hear how you can become bright and wise. spending a lot of time with the Brise community lately, which includes both the Bright and Wise guests and listeners. And it's one of my favorite things to do. I, I learned so much from every conversation, and I really appreciate how generous everyone is with their time. Recently, I've noticed some recurring themes in my conversations. When I've spoken with the individuals who manage employees, They've shared examples of evolving employee behaviors, including things like asking a lot of questions about a project, research, problem, or tasks they've been asked to take on, taking a rapid response approach to work with a strong focus on getting something done or really simply just checking, checking it off of their to-do list versus considering the quality of what they're producing or injecting buzzwords or recent headlines into conversations that don't seem to really pertain to the topic that they're discussing. These behaviors have piqued my curiosity because of the accompanying frustration and an apparent search for the source of these behaviors by managers. During the conversations, I've noticed facial expressions and eye movements that reveals the search for the quote-unquote why or source of these evolving um, workplace behaviors. And they are perplexing managers. So I've had three key quote-unquote searching for answers takeaways from, from my conversations. One is, why do these behaviors frustrate managers? On the surface, they seem innocuous and even helpful. Two, what are the underlying causes of the behaviors? And three, is there advice or guidance that managers can provide to address the underlying causes? Now, there is also frustration on the other side of the employee-manager relationship. When I've talked with employees, uh, especially those that are in individual contributor positions, they're frustrated with their managers because they don't believe they're getting clear direction on how to move forward, or they need to redo work that they just completed because it wasn't what their managers expected. So to help eliminate these frustrations at work, uh, the team and I, we, we went about getting to the bottom of the questions managers are struggling with, and we're going to share what we've learned in a three-part series where we will explore each behavior in more detail. We aim to help individual contributors understand how they may be unknowingly frustrating their manager and therefore creating unknown barriers to growing their careers and then to help managers understand these behaviors so that they can guide their teams better through their career growth journey. So in today's podcast, we're going to start with the the first behavior I mentioned, 
where employees seem to be asking a lot of questions about a project, a research effort, a problem to be solved, or just a task to get done before they start it or take it on. So to explore this this, uh, behavior, let's start by looking at a specific work experience where, so you can visualize it in use or being exhibited. Let's say Tom is having a check-in meeting with his manager where uh, the manager asked Tom to take on a new project or a research effort or get to the bottom of a problem. So some new, some new task. Tom starts to pepper his manager with questions about what he just asked him to do. Tom's manager is on the receiving end of these questions where it can feel like a rapid fire session. And then that manager is expecting to have all the answers. This takes us to question number one. Why does this lead to a feeling of frustration for a manager? So we work in a what is known as a knowledge economy today, where individuals at every level across all departments of a company or organization are expected to solve problems and offer innovative, creative ideas and solutions. Work today really does require a I-can-figure-it-out mentality. If Tom's manager is asking him to do something, it's because he doesn't know the answers, but he does trust that Tom can go figure it out. We've all been hired for our subject matter expertise, and we need to remember this important trust fact. In Tom's manager's mind, if he needs to tell Tom exactly what to do, he might as well go do it himself. And then that can lead the the manager to feel as though Tom's not really adding value to his company or organization. But the deeper question is, why does it seem more and more employees are taking this approach to work? So to unearth the potential causes, the team and I, we uh, talked with and explored the views of the individuals in our community. And then we cross-tabulated that input with other third-party research. And we found two primary, possibly interrelated, underlying sources of this this approach to work. The first is an awareness of limited work experience or doing the specific request for the first time. And then two, what appears to be an even greater influence is a fear of failure. Let's start with the experience um, fact first, because it's true when we enter the workforce, we're new to the situation and are asked to do things that we've never attempted to do before. But that should be exciting to new employees, whether you're new to the workplace or new to a company. It's an opportunity to learn and grow, and that's how we should embrace it. Overcoming the fact that we have limited experience is a mindset situation that we can control. We need to view each new task as an opportunity to gain experience. And so it should be positively embraced. After all, research on how to tackle a new task can quickly start today with a well-constructed question for Google or even talking with our peers at work. And then with that initial guidance, we can start to dig deeper and flex our cognitive brain muscle. When we enter the workforce, We need a mind shift away from memorizing information for a test or exam or recalling information to 
identifying and analyzing different data, and then predicting potential outcomes of actions that are taken. How we think at work can be different than academic thinking. But I think the more in-depth cause of this behavior is fear of failure. We all want to do great work, and we want to prove our contribution to those who have entrusted us to get the job done. But there is this misconception that failure is bad. I think as a society today, especially through the types of posts that we can see on social media and the different behaviors that we see leaders exhibiting um, throughout media, has led to a belief that we can't make mistakes. But making mistakes is how we learn. And a fear of failure can create barriers to learning growing, and achieving our desired goals. Failure is good for everyone, but it is far from fun or comfortable. It can go so far as to even really hurt, almost physically, but that should not be a reason to fear it. The goal should be to minimize mistakes and not to set an expectation that we will never make a mistake. So believe it or not, making small mistakes help us and they provide great learning if we opt to focus on the learning part of it. So embrace that new task as an opportunity that it's going to help you gain experience, building your strategic thinking and problem solving. The key to embracing new opportunities is to start by making sure you understand the goal of the request. Now, if that's unclear, you absolutely should be asking questions about what is the desired outcome or result of what you're being asked to do, or how will data that you're gathering, how's it going to be used so that you can then go figure it out, go figure out what is being asked of you and do it. So go get started, make some progress. Then if you're still struggling, that's okay. Present what you've already learned or completed or analyzed and show where you are attempting to make progress and ask for feedback. Instead of becoming paralyzed with fear, focus your attention on producing good quality work. The most important item, Tom, from our example earlier, needs to know in that initial meeting is what's the goal of the effort of what he's being asked to do. At work, uh, we're often asked to explore new possibilities. Tom might have been scared by the need to do something he's never done before and and accomplish something for the first time. But what he needed to remember is that he's smart. He knows how to analyze things and he can get it done. And his boss is trusting him to get it done. So he needed to research the situation and then design different possibilities and then select the best outcome. But before he took that outcome into his manager, the single most important step that he could have taken before presenting any options to his manager is to check himself one final time by asking if what he is producing achieves the goal, purpose, or desired outcome of the task that his manager asked him to to complete. Early on in my career, I was really fortunate to be offered great freedom to explore possibilities. Our company culture was one of analyzing the situation, 
and then making a decision based on that analysis. And the greatest gift that this culture gave us was uh, what was known internally as 80-20 rule. We knew that if we got 80% of it right, and then we learned something from the potential 20% that was wrong, we had done a good job. What was not viewed favorably was inaction. Nothing's ever going to be 100% perfect. So we need to let go of the belief that it will, and rather focus on minimizing errors or mistakes and learning. So to reiterate, the best way to learn and grow is through making mistakes and learning from them. And again, it can be painful in the short term, but it is so beneficial in the long term. Shut down that inner voice and go about getting the job done. When you have the opportunity to explore possibilities and share your ideas with your manager for feedback, you are demonstrating your desire to learn. And when you do, you will build your foresight ability, which will then lead to even more favorable outcomes in the future. So banish your fear of failure and focus that energy on deciding how to go about achieving the desired purpose, goal, or outcome. For managers, now that you have uh, a deeper understanding of the source of this behavior, remember it when you're asking your teammates to take on a new task or something they may have never done in the past. And if possible, go ahead and offer some getting started guidance to help minimize that fear that your teammates might be feeling and avoid having them become paralyzed and not knowing where to begin. But then there are also just questions that no, no one really knows how, or you haven't had the time to think about how do you go get started and to provide guidance. In those situations, just leverage and reassure your teammates of your confidence and trust in their abilities. Reassuring them of your trust, that's going to go a long way in helping them have their confidence to go get it done. If you would like additional information or guidance on how to tackle a new situation, head over to brise.co and sign up for our app. Then explore our intentional thinking, problem solving, and confidence segments. Problem solving might be particularly interesting as it provides steps you can take to correctly identify the source of a problem and then how to go about defining solutions to fix it. If you find our podcast interesting, please leave us a rating and review so others can benefit too. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.